podcast is brought to you by HCN, your source for the latest news in gaming, movies, and entertainment. Enjoy the show. Hello, funky listeners. Welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. And this is your host, Peter. Uh, today, Peter had a good idea, as he occasionally is bound to do. Uh, Sometimes. Uh, yeah, once in, once in a while. Um, of talking about some of the songs from the video game series Little Big Planet. I know we've probably mentioned that game on this show before because we both liked it and played it all the time mm-hmm. when we were roommates together in college. <laughs> so long ago. Yeah. Um, and since hearing the announcement of the newest installation to come on the new Sony system, we thought it would be cool to kind of go back through and talk about some of our favorite soundtracks from the game, because a lot of them are actually really funky. Mm-hmm. Um, so Peter and I have compiled a list of some songs from the first first and second game, the, what was it, Little Bit Planet Carding, which I never played, and then... Little bit Big Planet 3, which is coming out this year, and we're just going to go through and talk about them and say cool things. Yeah, uh, for anyone who's not familiar with the Little Big Planet series, um, we should probably spend a minute at the beginning here describing what that is. Yeah. Um, you get to play with your sax. That's actually kind of accurate, but not in the <laughs> way that Kyle wants you to think. And Kyle intends. Um, uh, it's only for uh, the PlayStation platform. Uh, Little Big Planet, the, the original game came out, came out in 2008 for PlayStation 3. And then uh, two, year, two or three years later, in uh, 2011, we had uh, Little Big Planet 2, which was awesome. Basically, that expanded a huge amount on the original game. Um, a lot of things were actually pretty much the same, but it was basically a huge expansion mm-hmm. uh, of the original. Yeah, and, and one of the, I guess, unique qualities of the Little Big Planet games is although it's a fairly simple, like, 2.5D, for lack of a better term, side-scrolling game, the fun of it is you're allowed to kind of make your own levels through these level-editing systems, so you can make puzzles and levels for you and your friends to play, and then upload those online so anyone can play them. So the game just becomes exponentially more fun in the fact that once you beat the story mode of the game, there's still hundreds if not thousands of games and mini games that people around the world have created that you can then play with your friends it's extremely uh versatile i would say because um, well before i say that i just want to say like whenever i try to describe this game to people i usually say it's imagine like a diorama turned into a video game that sounds terrible but <laughs> i mean imagine if it was a really good one. Oh, i thought and then I thought Not you like said, a bad one. I thought you said diarrhea. Um, well, if you have an idea to turn diarrhea into the game, Kyle, we can talk about that later. <laughs> we can, I'll, talk um, to, I'll talk to Blizzard about that it's, later It's on. a very uh, handcrafted type of feel to it, um, which I think is fairly original. Um, but also, so you kind of have these... How do I describe this? As you're going through the story mode of, of this game, you collect, you know, little stickers, you collect different materials, 
like cardboard or rock or wood or whatever. And as you collect all this stuff, you have this huge um, collection of materials and objects. And then as you're going through that and you collect that stuff, you can go and make your own levels from those materials. Um, and, and you can do almost anything you want with it. It's crazy. Um, especially with the advent of the, the second game. Because they added so much more control over what you could do. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, the first two games, uh, pretty big in that sense. And then uh, in 2012, they had a similar yet pretty different game um, called Little Big Planet Karting, which was basically, if you've played Mario Kart, it's just a Little Big Planet themed version of that. Um, and I had never actually, it, this came out a couple years ago, but I didn't actually start playing it until this last week um, because I came across it. And uh, I've played through a good maybe two thirds of it, and it's actually pretty fun. I'm actually, it's, I'm starting to like, at first I didn't really like it that much. Um, having been more of like a purist, I guess, for the original two games. Yeah, but, um, when I first heard about it, I was just like, eh, this seems um, like a cash-in. It's starting to grow on me a bit. Uh, because I th you think even though it's it's not like a platform adventure game, it's like, you know, it's racing, obviously, but they're, they kind of incorporated a lot of uh, the same elements, like collecting stuff that you can make your own levels with, and you actually can make your own uh, racing levels with it. You can customize like your go kart as well as your character, stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. And uh, I haven't played with like the level editor for more than maybe 15 minutes, but it's so much more complex actually, almost to a fault, I would say. Mm. Uh, just because you actually are working in 3D space now, whereas, like you said, in the original two games, it was 2.5D, which is technically 3D, but it's more of a two dimensional feel. Yeah. Um, so in that in that sense, I'm still eh, iffy on that. But in general, as a game, it's good. And actually, I've really liked the music, which kind of led me to think about uh, doing this topic for the show today. Indeed. Um, yeah, I remember some of the songs that were used in the first and second game kind of went on to become like household memes, so to speak, for me and you and the other roommates. <laughs> yeah. Because they we would play this game so much. And they just became so iconically like silly that we just, I don't know, yeah, turned them into inside jokes. Um, probably, possibly the best example of that would be uh, My Patch by Jim Noir. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's just because it's catchy. It just became kind of one of our favorites. Yeah, it uh, was. From that game. That song is awesome because if you listen to the lyrics, it's basically very antagonistic. Like... If you step on my patch, I will kill you. Basically, but it's, it's very lighthearted yeah, and nice sounding. It's, but it's it sounds like this, like if you mess in the sixties folk, pop folk sound <laughs> to it, which makes it so hilarious. Yeah, and it's pretty catchy. And I don't think it's in any real um, important part of the game. I think it's kind of just thrown in there somewhere. Yeah, in the story mode. So it's not like oh, I really remember the part of the game where that song comes up. It's just. Something that it's it's actually like I was saying, you can collect different things to build, put in your levels. Uh, the musics are another thing that you can do. Mm -hmm. So once you collect that song, you can put it into your own levels. So we uh, we threw that into at least one or two of our own levels. Yeah, which we did create. Uh, same thing with uh, the battle on the ice. 
Which did, <laughs> yeah. what, what did we end up calling that? Just like Russian song or something? Yeah, well, the, the deal with... Uh, yeah, this is in the first Little Big Planet. Um, in the story mode, you had, I don't know, maybe five or six different like worlds that you would go through. And the last... And they were generally um, based on countries or regions of the world. And the last one was Russia. And uh, it actually... The whole Russia thing had a very Cold War feel to it. It was a lot of army stuff in there for some reason. Um, but and everything in the Russia levels was basically based on electricity, which was like your main uh, thing that would kill you. And so we kind of built this whole joke around how Russia is evil and uses electricity for evil things. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this this song sounds very scary it's kind of like a how do you describe it it's like a russian dark operatic orchestral orchestral piece like like uh like what's that russian famous russian play with the swan swan lake it sounds like something you hear in like swan lake or something Mm -hmm. like evil ballet (laughs) yeah and this song i believe i want to say it came up in the, the boss level at the end of the game which was was in Russia? Didn't you? So, didn't you put this song in the level boss level that you made with the baby with like eight arms? <laughs> yeah, I guess we can't have this episode without talking about um, babies. The uh, the levels that we made, Pretty which much. were uh, escape shows... escape from Takarillo. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're still floating out there in in the Little Big Planet universe somewhere. If you have Little Big Planet, you can actually play these levels. Um, if you look up Escape from Takaria. What was the one? <laughs> I don't remember the name of it, which is probably very bad. There's one that me and Alex made where it was like a giant floating cruise ship, but it was like a. Oh. That was floating in the air. Oh, Airship Bomb Survival. Thank you. And then <laughs> that was great. our awesome sequel, Airship Bomb Survival 2. That's true. We basically made like a giant Titanic esque cruise ship that floated in the air. And we devised these bombs to fall on the cruise ship with you inside, and you basically had to survive as long as possible. However, once you fell into the water, these sea serpent monster things would pretty much just instantly eat you. <laughs> and if uh, I remember correctly, we actually used the the Battle on the Ice music for that one. Yeah, well. exactly. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what I was getting at. So obviously that was a... A big song for us. That was definitely oh, one and, of the funner levels. And to describe what you were saying before, um, yeah, we did use it at the boss level in the Takaria game uh, with the, what did we call it? The black water monster, which was yeah. basically a huge chili pepper with a baby head, two baby heads and baby <laughs> limbs. And uh, it that shot was, electric fireballs. That was the best level ever. That was that level was actually really hard. You, you did a good job designing that. <laughs> it was too hard, though. <laughs> No, remember the the hardest, like, Alex and Dan or someone tried to make, like, the hardest level ever? Oh, that was just Dan. With, oh, that was just Dan? <laughs> yeah. With, uh, with <laughs> uh, the, all the electricity, the whole Russian electricity joke. <laughs> and you basically had to make it up this, like, tower of, like, different electric obstacles, and it was pretty much damn near impossible. I don't think any of us ever made it to the top. I think we did, but oh, it took us did. forever. You jerks. <laughs> I, I know I didn't. <laughs> Oh, I thought... Hmm, okay. <laughs> yeah, good times. Yeah. Um, a good song from that first game. It's not like a song I would sit and listen to, but it has a special place in my heart just because it's 
more or less the theme song mm-hmm. is uh, the song Left Bank 2 by the Novel Tones. It's used, it's used in the, in, at the beginning of every one of these games, you have a tutorial level where basically they say, okay, this is what you press to walk around or jump. And um, you're led by the uh, the That's soothing you. voice of Stephen Fry. Yeah, Stephen in Fry every one of these games, voice. Which is one of my absolute favorite aspects of the series. Is his narration voice. <laughs> <laughs> There's something soothing about a, about a uh, British comedian doing. Yes. So in in the original, like in the very first level that you play in the whole series, uh, they play this song. Um, so it kind of has memories tying back to that. Um, oh, just oh, so I was watching a little bit of gameplay video for the third game. This is mm-hmm. coming out later this year. They have gameplay already. They had like a ten-minute video where they were talking about stuff, oh, and they were also showing gameplay footage. I gotta see this um, from E3, and that was pretty cool. Um, one of the questions they were asked was, "Is Stephen Fry coming back for the third game?" And they said, "Yes, he is." Yes. So I'm happy. That's probably got to be like eighty percent of his income at this point. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he I think ma- he does like little TV series, but I don't know much about them. What was the show, because I have to plug this, what was the show that him and, and Hugh Laurie did back in, like, I want to say the 90s? Oh. A comedy um, show. A bit of Fry and Laurie. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Everyone, for the love of God, go watch that. Yeah, I, I got into that a month or two ago, and uh, that's a great comedy series, if you like yeah. British humor. If you don't understand British humor, then... It's very reminiscent of, like, Monty Python in its style yeah. of humor, but, yeah, if you like British humor, you'll like it. <laughs> One more song I want to touch on from the the first Little Big Planet game is a song called Corn Man by Kinky. And that's pretty much all in Spanish. And it's used in like the South America slash Mexico levels. That's racist. Um, it's completely not. <laughs> um, but those are, I would have to say, those are probably my favorite levels actually in the first game. You did, um, what was the bad guy from the Mexico levels that you ended up turning into like I don't remember what name they gave him, but he was like a Mexican guy with a huge mustache, and he was evil. Well, what, what name um, did you give him? We, we called him El Boss. Yeah, that's it. And we made him the villain of our Taqueria series. Yeah. Because basically the, the story of the Taqueria series loosely is that El Boss has a Taqueria restaurant, but he performs experiments on babies, turning them into monsters to control the world. <laughs> that's a little dark for a children's game. It's extremely dark. <laughs> but it was hilarious, and and, and that's what led strange. to the chili pepper with the two baby heads. And yes, he was trying to make the world's spiciest baby. <laughs> yeah, um, I was actually watching the. I guess if you're listening to this on YouTube, you'll be uh, seeing all these songs after you listen to us. Um, but the video for the song "Corn Man," the music video is kind of funny because it's basically just following the life of a cow as like a Mexican farmer drags him around different places. That sounds like the saddest life ever. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's not quite like a music video I've seen before, because usually you don't follow farm animals around, but it's kind of funny. True. <laughs> um, I guess kind of jumping ahead to Little Big Planet 2, which, as Peter said earlier, built on the, se- on the original very heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, the song that they used as kind of their promotional song is really kind of the theme song, I suppose, for this game, is Sleepyhead by Passion Pit. Now, I'm sure a lot of you have probably heard of Passion Pit. They're a fairly popular indie band right now. Um, 
There's a pretty but, good chance that you've, even if you don't know it by name, you've probably heard this song. Yeah, this song was everywhere for a while, and the game definitely helped that. Mm. Um, I remember, remember once we discovered the song, Dan played it in his car constantly. It was junior <laughs> year. It seems like every every yeah. time we get in the car, guys, guys, we have to look, listen to some bad. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a good song. And yeah, the music the music video for the song is pretty bizarre in, in and of itself, but similar to Left Bank Two uh, for the original game, this is kind of the theme song for the second game, and it's, it's yeah. very catchy. I can't recall whether or not this song actually was in the game itself. That's a good question, actually. I, I know, I know, it was in the commercials. It was definitely in like the first trailer for the game before it came out. But I do not remember if it was in the actual game. Yeah, it might have been. That's a good point. Not even in the um, what do you call it? Not even in like the the tutorial portions or anything. It might be. I, I honestly don't remember. Mm. I'll have to bust that back open. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Little Big Planet, because it's all we're talking about. Little Big Planet Three, because. I kept telling myself, like, I want to get a PS4, but there's no games out as of yet that make me, like, say, oh my god, I have to get the system for this game. Because all the games that have yet to come out, that have yet come out for it, are either games that come out every year, like sports games, or games that I was stoked for that ended up being kind of lackluster, like Watch Dogs. Mm-hmm. But Little Big Planet 3, on top of being an amazing game, is a uh, Sony exclusive, so you can't get That's it on the other systems. So I'm just like, okay, that's definitely a very good reason to buy the system now. I think there's a couple of good games that are supposed to come out in uh Yeah, I know November. during I know in e, during E three, like Sony has like a good dozen exclusives coming out. Same with Xbox or Microsoft, I guess. Um so they're really trying to kind of distinguish themselves, especially since Xbox discon is not discontinuing, but it's separating that whole Connect system from oh, this. Yeah. Right. So now they're selling like a, I guess, connectless system for the same price as the PS4. So now they're looking for new ways to distinguish themselves, because mm. once you separate that factor, they're basically the same thing at that point. Minus the exclusive games. Yeah, exactly. And then it's going to be the games that make them stand out more so than the hardware. Anymore. Which is probably that's how the best a, thing. That's what it always used to be. It's like Xbox 360 and. PS3 were pretty much the same. I think the PS3 was a little bit more powerful, um, but not so much so that everyone's like flooded to get a PS3. In fact, I think Xbox kind of dominated the last console generation. Yeah, I think it um, did. Now PS4 is dominating because of all the backlash against Microsoft because of its flopped, what do you call it, introduction. Well, even before it came out, there was so much. I yeah, think we talked about this in the show before. Yeah, yeah. there was a lot of backlash, and they yeah. just kind of did a 180 at every turn of like, oh, that's not what we meant. You could say they did an Xbox 180. Um, <laughs> so yeah, if any of you guys are looking at getting a PS4 in the future, this is definitely a good game and a good reason to get it. Mm. Sony, give us money right now. <laughs> so that we can buy one. <laughs> yeah, right. Are you going to get one eventually, Peter? I know you, um, you got a I might get one at the end of the year. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting um, one maybe closer to the end of summer. That's when I told myself I would get one. Um, I need to figure out a way because right now I have like very little space in the space that I live. And so I need to figure out a way to like either find fit a TV in here or just connect it to my computer monitor 
and just double the monitor for my PC and gaming, I guess. That's but true. yeah. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> it's the struggle of the poor postgraduate. <laughs> um, one of many, right? Yeah. Um, one song we don't want to talk about too much because uh, we actually just mentioned this a couple episodes ago. Yeah, um, I was going to say, I think we did. We did. Um, the song I Have Changed by H.P. Riot. Uh, we talked about this is basically a straight-up funk song from the 70s that was extremely obscure. And this this game is basically how we even discovered that song in that band. Um, kind of interesting, but we, we already did talk about it only like two episodes ago, so we're not going to get into it too much. But um, that was kind of a nice surprise um, while playing the game. Um, playing through the story mode, because it's like, oh, this is okay, this is pretty much a funk song that we're listening to. And obviously, you and I are kind of... Um, funk aficionados. Yeah, so... No, we weren't. We didn't only appreciate that it was in there, but also we we're like, "Hey, we've never heard this before." So yeah, similar to that, probably I would have to say is a fifth of Beethoven by Walter Murphy. Yes, that's very funky disco sort of. Did we end up making a bunch of disco levels because of this song? I don't remember. I know I we kept making fun of this song. Don't think so. Oh no, you made. Didn't you make Wheel of Baby? It was basically like a... I did make Wheel of Baby, but I don't think I had the song. <laughs> oh, that would have been Wait, what was... I'm trying to remember, what was Wheel of Baby? I don't, it was like a game show thing, or like, like a game show, but like a mini-game thing you made. Or no, Were you, you just in two. a huge wheel that was spinning around filled with exploding no, babies? No, you made you two. You made Wheel of Baby, which exactly was just a giant wheel filled with baby parts. <laughs> it, it sounds so wrong. And then you made the one that was like almost like an arcade duck hunt shooter game where you had to shoot the baby heads or something. Oh... Baby Demic. Yeah. Now, to be, <laughs> now to, as to not disturb anybody, these are like baby doll parts, not yes. actual babies. We just call them babies. Yes. But yeah, it's like, you know, like those old-timey 1930s baby dolls with like the yeah. different detachable legs and stuff? It was basically, you had all those different parts separately in the editor, in your inventory, and you could put them on different things. Yeah. Th- I think that was... That and like the chicken drumstick were our favorite yeah, things yeah, to build with. because you kept, you put the mouth on the chicken drumstick and then he became chicken guy. Oh, yeah. Remember oh, how, how have we not mentioned chicken guy yet? That's a very good question. It's basically just a drumstick with a mouth and eyes. Yes. Um, and um, I did end up making... <laughs> I had to mention this now. Um, mm-hmm. We had the Takaria series and chicken guy did have a few small appearances in there, basically telling you what to do at certain points in the game. But then later I made a, uh, what do you call it, like a prequel level called, uh, what was it called? Shoot. The Birth of Chicken Guy. <laughs> no, the Chronicles of Chicken Guy. And it basically chronicled how he turned from a regular chicken into a sentient chicken who escaped. <laughs> a second sentient drumstick. Yes. Who escaped, um... <laughs> I don't even know what it was. It was basically uh, chicken, Boss, chicken. Or? Yeah, it was El Boss. He had a chicken factory, and they were all just chickens getting burned, and he escaped. And then it was basically a whole uprising of his people to avoid oppression and stuff. And they beat El Boss. So he led the chicken revolution. The chicken revolution. It was pretty amazing. That sounds pretty amazing. I don't know how I never played that level. Okay, just as an aside here, mm. what was your favorite. Um, level that you discovered designed by another user. Um, okay, I can think of two. Mm-hmm. One was the Miracle of Life, 
if you remember that one. Which one was that? Which was basically... Was it the one where you basically are birthed? Or no? Well, no, it's like the journey of conceiving a child, basically. Ah. But you're journeying through various woman Organs. parts, which are filled with scary monsters and spikes and stuff. Oh, yeah, I remember and red that. Gas. And it was... I remember that. Very was, creatively done, but it was really disturbing. There was a, there was another one like that that was just like a journey through the human body. Oh, yeah. That one was where pretty you, good, too. Where you got eaten, and then yeah, you go through all the different... Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, but, I mean, the one I was describing, it was it was done in a way that if you were like a kid or something, you would have no idea what it was actually doing. But as an adult, you can say, okay, this is <laughs> this is what's going on. This is what's happening. Oh, and my other favorite one was probably... I don't remember what it was called. But basically, Kimbo Slice was banging yes. on a big oh, I was gonna say that. barbecue with chicken flying around, and you had to avoid him shooting you. I don't remember what it was. No, remember? Okay, there was two parts. There was the... Like, he had fists that would, like, come down on the level and try to slam you. Right. And then after that, his head would tilt, and his beard would open up, and missiles would come out. Oh, yeah. Or rockets or something. <laughs> Uh, oh my is, god. These are very good examples of the kind of things anyone uh, can make if yeah, they put their mind Yeah, literally it is only bound by your imagination for as cheesy as that sounds. <laughs> okay, well since you stole one of my favorites, okay. my other favorite, if you remember, because I kept wanting to play it over and over. Oh, yeah, you rem- I know what you're going to say. Cat racing. Yeah. <laughs> it was, oh god. It was basically, someone took like... I don't know, like, it looked like a puppet puppet version of, like, a cheetah and a panther, and put rockets on them, <laughs> and then you just climb on them and grab onto them, and they launch, and you have to try to race to the end, but more often than not, one of them or both would get tripped up and start, like, just spiraling and shooting out of control, <laughs> which I somehow found more fun than even winning. I think pretty much your favorite thing in the entire little big planet is putting rockets on things. Oh, yeah. I was, <laughs> I was the rocketeer. I just... Because... Basically, because it was a rocket, and it was just, you know, the rocket had one power, like, you know, faster, nothing. My <laughs> logic was, if I put more rockets on something, it will go faster. Yeah. Which usually proved true. Usually. Usually. Um, uh, I don't think you... Because I, I made this after, like, our big phase of this game, but... Um, I made one that was sort of like that, except you were Rocket Babies. It was called Rocket Baby Race. <laughs> and uh, there was lots of flashing lights and stuff going on and explosions happening while you're trying to race these rocket babies through tunnels. And uh, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> but also very fun. And it's really hard to get your baby to the end with all of its limbs intact. I'll just say that. It sounds like motherhood. <laughs> That's funny, yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to get your baby through babyhood with all its limbs intact. <laughs> what to expect when you're when you're Disseminating your baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one more song we want to mention um, from the second game. I do not know how to pronounce this. Mahalaga- Mahalagaska? Yeah, basically. By name I wouldn't recognize it, but by sound I pretty much recognized it immediately in-game. It's basically a remix of the Borat uh, theme song, which... I thought it was pretty amazing. Wait, the Borat song? Yeah, remember the, the the song? Or I mean, if you listen to it right now, I think you'll recognize it. Oh, kind of. It's very Eastern European. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering if like this game wasn't like partially 
designed in like Eastern Europe or something. Because there was a lot of like Eastern block influence in this game. There's Russian song. There's like you said, the boss battle being in like a Russian set land. Well, there's... the the studio that made these games, or at least the first two games, is in the UK. Damn it! I want to work for them. Um, and I think for carding. They handed it off to a different UK studio, or that, or it was like them two studios working together. Mm-hmm. And for the third one, definitely, um, they've handed it off to someone else to do. But I think they're based in the UK as well. Everything's based in the UK, oh, apparently. Them damn Brits are taking all jobs. <laughs> yeah, but in terms of this song, um, it was it kind of made me laugh when I first heard it in this game because it's like, was that by coincidence or did they think okay? Borat had a great song. Let's go put it in our game <laughs> for kids. And obviously, Borat isn't for kids by any means. So, oh no. Um, assuming that was not a coincidence, I think it's kind of funny how they take th- things that adults will appreciate and put them into a game. Which really, I mean, you could argue that it's a kids' game, but it's really—it's kind of a. All it really is game. for all ages because I think the majority of people who play this, or who build the good levels really are adults. Yeah, there's no way a kid could have the time or thought process to do half of those good, really good levels. Yeah. What was that? Okay, Peter. What was that one? I think it was a little, little Big Planet 2. Hmm. It was a user-made level, but it literally wasn't even a level. It was like a full-on 90-minute movie. Oh, yeah. Remember that? And I yeah. just, that just blew my mind. Yeah, that was one thing that, among a whole lot of other things that the second game introduced, one was like more cinematic abilities. So yeah, like people were, and I think still do make basically like, quote unquote little movies. animated movies based on the characters in the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, C- most of how them are do that with TF2. Right. I mean, most of them in this game are absolutely terrible because kids are making them, and they make no sense. Mm. But um, I mean, yeah, I remember that one actually. I think I watched at least most of it, if not the whole thing. It was it was like a noir type thing, wasn't it? Yeah, um, it was like a detective story. Yeah. And then it turns out like he was trying to follow someone. And in the end, it turned out he was like insane, and he was killing people, and he was so. It wasn't Shutter like, Island. Yeah, kind of. Um, it's actually probably around the same time too. Um, but yeah, that was actually pretty well done. I'm not sure how they did it, but obviously it's doable. I can dig it. <laughs> um, but I guess I guess now ends my ability to, to kind of talk further on the games because Peter has some stuff about uh, some soundtracks. From Little Big Planet Carding, which unfortunately yeah. I haven't had the pleasure of playing. Yeah, uh, like I said, I'd like to comment I'm, on the artists. I've already kind of talked about the game itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't go into a whole bunch of detail because I haven't played it for an extended period like the other ones. Um, but I mean, first impressions, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, and if you're a fan of the other games, I think you'll find this pretty enjoyable. Like I've said, I've still been kind of leery on whether I like. I don't think I like. I obviously don't like it as much as the others. Um, but I'm starting still, to like the soundtrack more. I I would say like for percentage of songs, actually, I think this game probably has the most songs that I've liked. Yeah, out of its and soundtrack. I suppose that would make sense because in a in a more subdued game or con- constrained game where it's just the entire purpose of the game is you running around with little go-karts mm. like the soundtrack seems like it would have to have more weight to it than a game that's completely customizable and like what's the word mm. and side scrolling there's missions involved so to speak right like, you mean so there's less 
how do I put this? Less of like a there's less going on when you're just kind of driving. Yeah. So um, so the music plays a bigger part in that. Exactly. I guess the best way yeah. to put it. Because ra- racing games always usually have really good soundtracks. So, yeah. Because it's just you in a vehicle with music. Well, quickly hearkening back to within our first 25 episodes or so, we did an episode on... Uh, um, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. And that had a ton of good music in it. Mm-hmm, and actually, exactly. you know, because I've been... We played it a while back in like late 2012. And I've just started. I've well, I haven't played it in a little, a couple of weeks, but I was playing it again more recently, and I realized there was actually a few other songs in there that we didn't catch, ah. uh, that were funky that we could have talked about, but that's okay. I can do um, it. But so I mean, there there were a ton of good songs in that, and that was like we were saying in that episode. Basically, the only thing you can do in that game is drive. Yeah. So um, the soundtrack was a big part of that game as well. I thought they did a pretty good job at that one. Indeed. Um, so. I guess to talk about some of the songs in Little Big Planet Karting, uh, something I noticed that, again, it's like you're going through these different worlds. So you have a few different levels that are like themed in different areas. Um, the first couple of worlds are actually based on ones from the first two games. And um, so we have a song called In Mobile, I guess. Um, it's Spanish. Um, also by Kinky, who did the song we talked about earlier called Cornman um, in the first game. And um, so again, this was kind of used in, again, like that same uh, theme of like the South American slash Mexican type of themed um, levels. And you actually see, it's funny because you see a lot of uh, old things from the original games kind of popping back into these levels. Um, like characters or elements of those levels kind of coming back into these, um, which is kind of cool. Which is, like, which is, I guess, I would say one good thing about um, this card and game in general mm-hmm. is that there is some absolutely new stuff, but there's a lot that kind of harkens back to the older games as well. Um, and so this song is uh, a pretty catchy, like, I would say Spanish type of song, kind of like a rock slash maybe almost electronic type of um, Spanish feel to it. Um, so, so it's a pretty catchy song, and uh, I'm sure they wanted to kind of go back to some of those same artists that they use in the original games, um, maybe for musical consistency. Yeah, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I'm curious, especially for like Little Big Planet three, if they're going to use a lot of the same artists from the uh, first two games. Yeah, like Passion Pit, because I know Passion Pit after Sleepyhead came out with a follow up album. So then maybe, maybe they'll use some stuff from that. Who knows? Yeah. Um, one thing we were... Because we were, uh, we, were, we, we were saying a minute ago how there were actually probably more songs in the karting game that I liked than in the other games. I think part of that is because I've kind of noticed that as the series has progressed, um, the very first game had mostly like original music and then fewer that were licensed that existed elsewhere. Um, but as the series has progressed they've gone less and less with original music and used more just existing other songs um, from other places. So I think that's kind of why we've tended to like more as the series has gone along is because, okay, these are artists that we actually know yeah, and recognize. Yeah. Um, I think best example for me, at least of that in Little Bit Planet Karting is Grand Theft Ecstasy by Feed Me. Because mm-hmm. I freaking love Feed Me. I actually saw him in concert. Oh yeah, wasn't that only like a month ago or so? Or, dude, time flies. That was last summer. Oh wow! Who did you see recently? 
Oh, maybe that wasn't you. Maybe that was someone else. Oh, uh, you're thinking of Dan's and him and or him and Alex saw uh, Glitch Mob. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah, Feeny was I couldn't last go summer. It was it was my uh, Madre's birthday. Right. I forgot. Oh yeah. Okay, that was last summer. Wow. I know, right? Speaking of which, we need to seriously look at some. I mean, I know we missed. Uh, me and Peter had planned to see Smokey Robinson because he was playing down at the Del Mar <laughs> Fair in San Diego. Yeah. But we only yesterday realized that it was this last Friday. Yeah, we missed him. <laughs> so we yeah, we'll need to go see some more concerts this summer. Yeah, summer of music. <laughs> so um, um, yeah, we we have a Feed Me song. Um, yeah, and which, for those of you really that good. don't know who Feed Me is and you like electronic music, he is probably one of my favorite electronic artists. He's, he's like a combination of uh, Glitch Mob and Cohen Sound. Yeah, I think we've talked about both of them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, and another another name uh, that I recognize was uh, on a, I'm on Fail. Yeah, go for it, Kyle. Anamanaguchi. Thank you. <laughs> I can I think and think in my head, but I can't say it apparently out loud. Um, which is a song that was actually uh, remixed by RAC. Uh, that song is airbrushed. Yeah, Anamanaguchi. For those of you that don't know, um, they do like eight-bit music, sort of mm-hmm. like that sort of chip tune, sort of Super N- Nintendo soundtrack sounding stuff. Mm-hmm. So, which is actually getting popularity now, which I find hilarious. Yeah, and RAC is a pretty big. Um, remix electronic artist as well mm-hmm. um i think we might have talked about him once or twice in the show before might have um but he's pretty big too so uh between those two i think uh you know, that's a pretty good song and it's it's cool to see that there's more not only artists that people recognize in these games but also i've noticed that they've gone a lot more toward the electronic genres yeah um, with their music which is interesting yeah, I noticed that. I mean, and again, maybe that's more to do with the kart racing kind of, you know, you want fast, sort of, sort of high-impact songs because of the intensity that comes with racing. Mm. So that Good may point. be it, too. Yeah. Because a lot of the stuff in LVP and LVP2 is pretty mellow. A lot of this yeah. stuff seems a lot more, you know, upbeat, not like for lack of a better term, I guess. That's a good point, because, I mean, the, the first two games are more of... Uh, I'm trying to think of a good way to describe this. It's more... Uh, leisurely? Leisurely and whimsical. Sunshiny nice. <laughs> Whereas... Well, I don't know how to... You mean, but I'm trying to... You know what I mean? Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like that. Whereas, I think, a karting, I think driving games in general are more... Okay, let's go. Let's win the race. Murka. Bro. Murka. <laughs> they need Even though it's be- a UK game. They need a little big planet game that's like Super Smash Brothers, where it's just the different characters fighting each other. That would be cool. Well, I mean, I'm sure plenty of people have made made those game made that. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm sure there were plenty of levels. I know, I know. The, what was that one level that we could play, where it was just like Rock'em Sock'em Robots because you could control them with oh, yeah. your guy, <laughs> and they would always break. Yeah, they would always break. Like their leg would go flying off or something. And... <laughs> oh, that was fun. yeah. Um, did you mention already uh, Ten Cities Beyond by Snake and Jet's Amazing I did Bullet not. Man? Because um, that's that's one song that I really like from the game. Yeah. Uh, pretty catchy. Then and then you you know noticed it and you really liked it. Yeah, yeah. I just clicked on it when you put it into the list and I was like, ooh, I like this band. Yeah. So. Um. I, you know, obviously, I've never heard of Snake and Jet's Amazing Bullet. And I, I don't. I don't know if that's. 
a real thing. I mean, something... It's a real band. <laughs> it's a real band. Well, something I've noticed... Is it a band that you've heard of before this? No, no. Okay, at all. there you go. Because sometimes I notice that, like the the musicians who work on this game on these games, they kind of put their own name to whatever their group or whatever, and then they have those songs by such and such. Yeah. So I'm not. You can't always tell. Okay, is this a real band that existed before it or not? Fun fact: the reason we've probably never heard of them, they're from uh, Denmark. Oh. So okay. probably more popular there than here, but it's some good stuff. They do use a lot of European and um, occasionally Spanish. like Spanish and like Japanese artists. Yeah, I um, that too. Very so it is, a, it is a very kind of global soundtrack. And I think they do that on purpose because of the, the global nature of the game and the community yeah. around the game. So, I mean, that, that that's very well thought out, I would say. Mm-hmm. Probably is stemming from the first game where it really you were literally were going around the world. So it made it made the most sense. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, one thing we forgot to talk about was the um, the costumes in the game. Oh uh, yeah, you can customize your costumes for your characters. The, yeah, a lot so when of you're playing, actually. so when you're playing with friends, like because you can play like four people to a level like at the same time. Right. And oftentimes levels would encourage you to do that to solve puzzles. Um, you could have different costumes to distinguish each other and i was always a panda <laughs> yeah i think I was, ryan used to be like a penguin with a tv hat yeah you were and just a black guy pretty much <laughs> with a top hat oh yeah and uh alex would always be uh that mexican guy with a sombrero oh yeah <laughs> Fun but uh i forgot that in the game you could like if you're playing with other people within the level you can hit them for some reason i don't know what the purpose of that was oh yeah but i would troll the heck out of you guys and just hit you off ledges and stuff or break the level (laughs) by hitting something that's true you would always find ways to break the levels (laughs) i became like notorious for that they're like oh god broke the level you have to restart it (laughs) yeah because i would like there would be some like mechanism or mechanation in the level that would require a certain thing to happen and i would interrupt that process which would basically cause you not be able to continue <laughs> further <laughs> down further down the level yeah <laughs> oh man good times yeah so uh speaking i was of just distracted because i heard a baby that's speaking of babies <laughs> yeah. did we talk about dave baby cortez <laughs> we did not um I think this is the. I think we talked about all the other songs we want to mention from Carding, so. but uh, yeah, this yeah. is one. Um, this is called. The song is called "Happy Soul" with a hook. Uh, it's pretty catchy, like Latin jazz type of song. Um, I I really enjoyed it because um, I, I was just playing yesterday actually, and um, in one of the okay, so in in Little Big Planet Carding, they have like traditional racing levels, obviously. Um, but then in the, like the other second half of levels that they have, it kind of goes back and forth, but um, are kind of called battle. I think they're called battle levels. And you had a little bit of this in uh, some of the Mario Kart games as well, where basically you'd be driving around trying to oh yeah, achieve it was like something. Was it, were those like they're almost like just open arenas where you can like attack each other? Yeah, arena not? levels. I think that's what they called them. Oh, um, okay. They bas- you're basically trying to make the most kills or whatever trying to attack other players or oh, that sounds fun. achieve different goals um, like that. So there's there's ones like that as well. 
um, which are kind of fun. And the, the one I was playing yesterday um, was playing this song, and I was like, oh, that's kind of catchy. And next, the the second Little Big Planet had some kind of Latin rainforest type world or whatever, and they've and they've kind of gone back to it in this carding game. And uh, they did kind of use that music before; they're using it again, obviously. And uh, it's pretty catchy, and I and I enjoy it. It's something different, and like we were just saying a minute ago, um, how it's very uh, it's kind of a global soundtrack. So you you're not getting just one type of music; you're getting really different uh, regions of the world that their types of music. So helps you appreciate those different genres more, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, obviously, I haven't experienced the Little Big Planet carding, but right. I'm super stoked on the new one coming out that they announced just last week at E3. Yeah, um, should be good. I actually, when I when I first heard it, I was like, okay, another Little Big Planet game, really? I mean, I, I, I've really enjoyed uh, the series, but I'm thinking, well, what are they going to do differently? And um, even until today, like I said, um, I watched some of the gameplay footage, and actually, um, I'm, I'm, I'm more stoked for it now um, yeah, than I was before. Yeah, it seems, even in the trailer that I saw... They're trying to introduce like new gameplay elements through having different characters that have different abilities mm-hmm. that are unique to those characters, yeah. thus allowing for more unique cooperation by utilizing different characters in different ways, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting, and that's definitely something they haven't done before, because up yeah. to this point, every person was just a sack, and no sack was different. Mm-hmm. Well, something something the, the developers were saying in that video I was watching is that you know, and the, as the as the franchise has progressed, um, you've seen changes in almost everything, and you can customize almost anything. But the one thing that has not changed is Sackboy, which is the character that you're playing in the game. Mm-hmm. That's really been the one thing that has not changed. So they're really trying to introduce new characters now with, like you said, different abilities that, that help you solve the levels in different ways. And I think help level creators create new puzzles yeah. uh, based on those characters as well. Yeah, because based on the different characters' abilities, you can create levels that are that can uniquely be solved by that character alone. Mm-hmm. So, if say uh, people play it in the community, they would have to play with that character for it to work. Right. So. So yeah, I mean, definitely, that's, definitely that'll be an interesting, interesting. Uh, um, development in the series. Yeah, I think my biggest concern with the new game is knowing that a different um, studio is making it. Um, yeah. But I think watching the gameplay footage actually made me more comfortable, yeah, knowing that they they are staying very close to the feel of the original, but they're also adding a whole lot more new uh, elements to it. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is kind of good having a new team work on it because they they bring in their new ideas. Um, yeah, exactly. Like that. So I, I, I I'm actually kind of looking forward to it now. Uh, I'm kind of relieved to know that okay that they are keeping really the, the same feel um, that the other games had, and I believe. The carding game actually might have been, like I said, made by a different uh, studio as well. Now, is the studio that made the carding game possibly making the third? No, I think or they're different. A, t- a totally different studio. Oh, okay. um, but um, pretty much I had the same feel as the other games as well, with only very minor differences that were actually good. So mm-hmm. um, I, I guess I shouldn't worry about um, you know consistency of that Little Big Planet brand throughout the series. Because it's only really improved over time, so... Exactly. That's good. But, uh, yeah, and hopefully it'll have just as good of a soundtrack as the uh, predecessors. I believe it will. I think it'll I think it'll just get better, because it really, that's all it has done, is get better over time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, obviously, we can't talk about the soundtrack of that game yet, because it's not coming out for six months. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, 
the song that they used in the release trailer that, that just came out last week or so is called uh, Rum He. It's by Shugo to- Tokumaru. I guess. <laughs> I'm really bad at stuff like that. Um, but I think that's like a contemporary Japanese artist. So again, obviously more uh, global stuff. And, it, and it's a really good song. It's definitely, if you listen to it, it's very uh, a little Big Planet E song. Always good to kind of introduce um, a new game in this in the franchise with a song that it's new, new obviously, but it, it it feels just like the old games. So yeah, I, I think exactly. it's something to look forward to. And this goes back to the the more mellow songs we were talking about too, and yeah. Big Planet One and Two. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean that was kind of just our synopsis, I guess, of the soundtracks from the Little Big Planet series, mm-hmm. which was spurred by Peter's purchasing of uh, Little Big Planet Karting. Yeah, you know, I was. It's funny because only a couple weeks ago, I saw it marked down to you know twenty bucks. I thought eh, it's not too bad of a price. I might buy it, um, but then I didn't. But then my sister's boyfriend actually got it for us for free, um, because I guess if you have like one of the better PlayStation accounts, PlayStation Plus or whatever. Yeah, um, like every month or whatever, they'll get they'll say okay, you can download this game for free, and uh, nice. that was one of them at some point. Uh, so he got that, and I guess through his account we were able to, to install yeah it. i forgot about that that's that's another thing that's got me super stoked on the ps4 because you have to have playstation plus now which okay. i think is like 50 bucks a year or 60 bucks a year whatever mm. but they announced that every month they're gonna put up two games from previous systems like ps3 ps2 whatever mm-hmm. that you can download f- completely free that's cool and that's just flipping awesome Anytime you can get free games is a good thing. <laughs> free anything is a good thing. Well, free almost anything is a good thing. Not free uh, STDs. Those aren't good. Yeah, and those are occasionally free. Not always, though. <laughs> I won't go are into you're implying that you only get STDs through paid, paid sex? Well, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. So, careful out there, kids. I can't believe we're ending our whole discussion on on, use on safe, STDs use protection. using yeah. protection when you were with hookers. Hey, it's it's our PSA. We have to do a PSA every episode, just like we used to on Chatmore Radio. <laughs> That's so true. More explicit. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you have a, a PlayStation of some of I guess of some sort, I guess it has to be a PlayStation Three. Um, then you may be familiar with this uh, these games. If you haven't played them, I would suggest that you do because they're actually really fun. And, uh, and you, especially if you're into creative stuff, um, it's really, you could have a lot of fun with it. And um, so, yeah, we're looking forward to the third game. So, I guess this has been our episode, so I guess we'll sign off now. Okay. We love you. Thanks for listening. Uh, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. And don't subscribe to us at iTunes right now because it's still broken. But uh, you can listen to us on our lovely host at hcn.tv. They have other podcasts as well as ours. Mostly they talk about video games and movies and that sort of stuff. Um, Which this falls lovely, this lovely actually into. does fall in, under. Um, <laughs> generally, we don't talk about video games, but uh, this is one of the only times that we actually have. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, um, so yeah, I guess, like Peter said, subscribe to us, like us. We've gotten a lot of likes, likes lately on Facebook, so we'd like to keep that streak going. Mm-hmm. Um, and we like streaking. Yes, especially <laughs> me. Uh, this has been your host, Kyle. And this has been your host, Peter. Thanks for listening to Funk Radio. Tune in next time for more stuff.
More and, funky uh, hits in video games. Yeah, probably not video games as much as funky hits. But uh, yeah, you never know. Yay! Yeah, yeah. Okay, I also want to just point. say really quick before we go, um, I'm proud of you and I, Kyle, for reaching episode 90. So now Yay. we're only 10 away from our 100th episode, which is pretty epic. Yeah, seriously, we need to do something like super fantastically special. You know, I've been trying to think about what we're going to do for that 100th episode, and I still have no idea what we're going to do. Yeah, we we should we should put some thought into that. Maybe let's get every single guest we've ever had on the show back together at once. So have like nine people all together and <laughs> shut up. I was trying to Oh, you mean like oh, well, like separately? No, like or... together, but then we'd have like 12 people talking at once. Yeah. That would be fun. It'll be hilarious chaos. You know, I would say I think for our, what was it? Our 50th episode, I think we had six of us. Yeah, that, and that was that was hard enough. <laughs> that was I'm sure you just loved editing that. Yeah, but it, it was oh. it was yeah actually oh yeah to edit that oh god, that was a a lot of work but it was a good episode I think we had a good discussion with a lot of people like that but generally I think, I think more than four kind of gets hard. Yeah. So we could have all ten plus people <laughs> in one, but I think it would be kind of tough. Serious. Well, we'll we'll think of something and we won't disappoint our listeners. Yeah, we still got a while, though. That's still ten yeah. episodes away, so... Yeah, that's at least ten weeks, even if we do one a week. And we don't always do one a week, so... Yeah. It'll be a while. End of the so, summer, probably. Yeah, probably. Okay. Um. So, yeah, okay. Catch the listeners later. <laughs> I'll catch you guys later, next episode. When you listen to us again. <laughs> yeah. You'll catch us later. Yeah, I suppose that works better. <coughs> Okay, bye. Okay, bye. If you want to hear more awesome podcasts like this one, visit hcn.tv. Thanks for listening. <laughs>